As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Today's podcast is presented in part by the IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular. New for 2018, the IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular will be contested at IHRA tracks around the country with a $10,000 win Saturday and $5,000 to win Sunday format. By pre-entering the Saturday race for only $150, you will receive entry into Sunday's race for free. In addition, today's podcast is brought to you in part by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. If you're an open-minded racer with a desire to improve on the track, This Is Bracket Racing Elite can provide the tools to help you do so. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. This week on What Everyone is Talking About. Hi, Luke. Uh, obviously, every week we want to start with what everyone is talking about, and sometimes these stories don't end quite as well as this one did, but uh, I know we talked about it off air, and I know you've seen it, and everybody's seen it. It's gone viral, but Steve Collier's accident, his blowover in uh, Top Dragster was, uh, whew, that was a scary deal, but it looks like from everything I've seen, Steve's going to be okay. And uh, that's a wonderful thing because that could have ended so much differently, but it was a scary deal for sure. Yeah, I think we've spent like, this is episode 78, Big Jed. I think we've spent a grand total of maybe five seconds on the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast discussing anything that has happened in Top Alcohol Dragster. It's a little bit out of our wheelhouse. But, I said yeah. Top Dragster, didn't I? Yeah, it was Top Alcohol. I oh, sorry. The, uh, but yeah, this one hits close to home because Steve is obviously a sportsman racer. 
we've talked about him numerous times on the a show lot. recently for uh, his performance in Supercomp and Supergas thus far this season. A uh, friend to a lot of us, so was, yeah, scary deal, because not only was this a blowover, which sounds scary enough to begin with, it was at like half track. He's going 200 plus miles an hour airborne. Not a great place to be. Overall, now granted, it's not like Steve just walked away from this pretty beat up he's in the hospital got a couple of broken vertebrae in his back gonna be laid up for a while thankfully it looks like it won't recover <laughs> won't require surgery which is great news but he'll be more or less off his feet or very limited for the next i don't know it depends on what report you read six to 12 weeks so i guess as it applies to to sportsman racing what looked like a very promising season in super common super gas possibly a, a title contention season more than likely going to be cut short, but big picture, Steve's going to be fine. So that's what's important here. And we're all, I guess, just wanted to uh, to let Steve and his family know that we were thinking of him. Yeah, most definitely. And, um, you know, talking about a guy with a ton of experience on the racetrack, uh, go fast in whatever he's been in. So was just one of those freak things. Uh, obviously, uh, got away from him, but uh, very happy to hear that He's going to recover. As you said, it will take a little time, but we're pulling for you, Steve, and I look forward to you getting back on the racetrack. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the Call Your Family a lot between now and then, but looking forward to talking about you again soon. Yeah, without question. Big Jed, we got a big show on tap this week. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Those of you that listened to last week's show and came in looking for more like deep psychological racing discussion... I don't think we could script an episode <laughs> that is contrasts more to last week than this week. We're going to follow Bruce DeVoe with Britt Cummings. So, and that's no disrespect to either of them, but they are on opposite ends of the spectrum. So that will be fun. We'll have Britt on. We'll discuss the epic grudge match with Johnny Brackett Racer and obviously the lead up to this weekend's Dream Team Challenge. But first, Big Jed, let's talk about some of the on-track action from last weekend. We're talking about Topeka, which was obviously rain plague. They finished that up on Monday. Monday's when Collier's accident was. Outside of that, well, I guess we'll stick with the with the fast cars for a second and, and i think we got to start with clay milliken right absolutely yeah that's uh that was great to see clay get number two getting the win and, and it was a clean sweep for clay as i'm sure you're well aware you know number one qualifier i think he set the et record there at the peak gets the win so it was a really cool weekend for clay and we don't typically talk about top fuel but he's one of us milliken domination yeah, absolutely. Good to see. And that thing has been running strong all year. They've qualified on the pole several times. So yeah. always good to see. I think biggest story as it relates to sportsman racing out of Topeka, <laughs> they had a national event in Topeka and Austin Williams didn't win. What do you make mm. of that, Big Jeff? Yeah, that that was devastating. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised. I was watching, uh, I was keeping up with the results. Obviously, it was Monday and you know I was at work, so I was flipping through the computer there and Austin uh, had it rocking along there pretty well but just did not end the way it typically does for him so a dub we hate it man nobody hates it more than you do but it's something when it's news that you didn't win no doubt and to your point i don't have the run in front of me but when he lost it was like six cars left in stock and keep in mind this is stock this is quarter mile foot break he was like 20 and one above zero like it's not like he was in the way he just took the wrong guy at the wrong time um and chin up austin There'll be more events at Topeka. You'll be fine. 
<laughs> yeah, Phil Dion Luke had a great outing. It was, uh, again, probably just a little short of what he was hoping for, especially as the, the wind lights kept clicking, but made it to the final top sportsman and semi and top dragster. So that was a, a great outing there for Phil. Yeah, I was keeping up with that late in the day Monday, thinking this is going to be this week's who's hot. This is going to be this week's who's hot. And then lost in the semis a top dragster. And for whatever reason, I don't know the story, didn't make the call for the final of top sportsman. So that's a bummer. He still got close, but obviously we're talking about him now. He's probably not going to be this week's secret performance who's hot. Other takeaways for me from Topeka, a lot of those Wallys stayed in Kansas. Hometown wins for Tyler Wadarzik in stock. Phil Unruh in Top Dragster and Dusty Meyer in Top Sportsman. I believe that was the first time for each of them to win at Topeka at their home track, so to speak, or at least home state track. And it was the first national event win, period, for Meyer in Top Sportsman. So kudos to all those guys. Yeah, some talented guys there uh, just happened to be from Kansas. So, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't so much of just a hometown thing as uh, as it was equally as talented uh, getting a win. But I tell you, uh, Luke, it was, you know, it was uh, for Tyler Wadarzik. And I think that was number, shoot, I should have looked that up. I think it was number two or three for him. But this guy is a talented a stock racer and just probably doesn't get to get out a whole lot. But if Wadarzik got to travel around a whole bunch, I think people would definitely know who he is. And obviously Phil Unrin, Dusty Meyer, another uh, talented guys. But one thing that was interesting to me, and you've probably been a part of something like this, but the event was just changed completely by the Monday finish. I saw a lot of people look like had to go home. I'm sure as you look through the results, you saw that as well. But a lot of no-shows uh, throughout the classes there where some people just had to get back to work or whatever. So it was a little bit of a different feel, but you know it is what it is. The NHRA did all they could do with the weather they were dealt. Yeah, no, having done it on several occasions, racing on Monday at a national event atmosphere is typically no longer a national event atmosphere. It, it's it's changed completely. The, the fanfare is gone. And, and this one, I think, especially unique because – I don't want to say typically, a lot of the times, if you make it into a Monday finish, you're down to three cars, five cars, something like that, to where you're close enough that most of the competitors left in will justify sticking around. In this instance, I think they'd completed first round in all classes. So there, to your point, were significant numbers in each class that just packed it up and got back to work. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely a different feel. Yeah, had to be uh, pretty rough on those guys to leave knowing they were still in the event, but I'm um, sure whatever was calling them away was very important. Uh, Luke, there was a Lucas Oil race, Division Three, race number two. and um, Norwalk. At Norwalk, yep. And uh, we all kind of got on the board there. That was, a, that was a really good deal. Team Jed was uh, well represented in Super Comp with a runner-up by Nick Folk. Team K-Mac. Got the win or got the uh, super gas runner up with Devin Eisenhower and oh Luke Team Luke got on the board. How about that? Yeah, y'all just keep running up. Team Luke will keep <laughs> going to the top. It's uh, Lester Johnson, who I famously referred to as Lester Adkins when I actually <laughs> made this pick. But no disrespect to Lester, and I didn't scroll through and actually look at the round by round. But I saw that Lester was dialed six flat in the final, and that's why he's on my team. That's what I like to see. <laughs> Congrats, Lester Johnson. And I'm going to, I don't know at this point that this is a story. I, and I don't think I'm willing to make this a story as much as 
I am wheeling this into being a story. Edmund Richardson made it to like the quarterfinals in Supercomp, and I keep seeing his name pop up in these Supercomp results. I know that he won at Columbus, was deep at the Houston Nationals. So like, I don't even know if he has the intentions or desire to go to like another 890 race all year, but I'm putting it on the board. Like he's in the hunt. He's testing the waters. Could make a run at another Supercomp World Championship. I think he's the most decorated racer certainly in supercomp if not in sportsman racing so i'm gonna say if the king rode from the nashville area to norwalk for a divisional that he is planning on making at least one more uh, 890 race so maybe he uh, just likes norwalk it's an it could be great ice cream they do have good ice cream look forward to seeing how that plays out i'll definitely want to see the king do well Another Lucas Oil event in Fontana, Luke, Division 7, had their third race there. See, uh, Aaron Kennard got the runner-up in Super Gas. Yeah, I had a number of, I don't not really winners, but runner-ups that stood out in Fontana just from a point standpoint. Because, obviously, like you take this with a grain of salt, it's May. Championships aren't decided in May. Like, we get it. And the West Coast guys have more races under their belt than most. Like, Division 2 and Division 7, maybe Division 4, have run the most races to this point. But Kennard, we've talked about him earlier um, in the season on the podcast from what he's doing in Super Super Gas, I should say, this season. That's his third final round in, like, six races. So, still a lot of work to be done, a long way to go. But he is definitely on pace to accumulate what could be a champion score or certainly a score that will be in championship contention and a big year for Kennard. like people forget i say i i wanted to bust that out because i listened to this podcast where they say they preface the most obvious thing in the world by saying people forget that's not really the case here but i think it's funny <laughs> people forget aaron Kennard, semi-finalist at the spring fling million he's had a big season that showcased some versatility for a, a west coast guy that doesn't get to do a lot of bracket racing showed some of his multiple talents and what he's capable of. And he's put that on display in super gas all season to this point. He and Jim Perry look like the, the front runners for the championship change. But again, that's going to change. It is may another runner up for Brian McClanahan out there in Fontana. This one stock eliminator. He's actually real similar to canard season to this point. I think McClanahan has been to five events, been in three finals in stock. So accumulating a ton of points there as well. Yeah, no doubt he's uh, off to a hot start. Bud Pruce, top sportsman runner-up. Uh, he's uh, got him a hot start as well. Says here in the notes that uh, he is leading the national point. So that is a really good start there for Bud. And Yeah, I've been counting my chickens there a little bit, thinking Sandy Wilkins is running away with it. He and Bud have been to the same number of races, and Pruce is like, six rounds ahead of him. So that's how hot a season Bud's having out West. He did lose the final at Fontana to your boy, Big Ted. Ted Kellner, top sports and winner. Oh, yeah. So good start for Bud, as we said. But as you said a couple of times there, there's a ton of racing left. So we're not awarding anyone the, the trophy just yet. And Steve Kasner got the win in top dragster. We, we talked off air about Kazman finishing number two last year in the top dragster category in the world and somehow slipped through the cracks on all three of our picks, you, myself, and K-Mac. No respect for Kazman. No respect. I love Kazman. I don't know what happened there. 
Yeah, no, I, I was talking, telling this story off air, but I really thought I caught producer Mark, who is always thorough, does such a great job for us. I'm like, oh, Kasner was in the final, and he don't have it. Like, we got to mention, he's on Team Jed. He's on he's on somebody's team. <laughs> and then I looked through the notes like three or four times, and no, we, we overlooked Kasner for some reason. Nobody drafted him. That could change um, next month when we do the redraft. Oh, you better believe it. Keep clicking off wind lights, Kaz, man. Somebody will pick you up and... Um take you ride you all the way to the to the win luke the division two race number four at south georgia motorsports park was postponed due to weather Um, mother nature again imposed her will and uh, did not allow that race to happen it's been moved to september the 7th and 8th Ooh, ooh, big jed that's not going to impact me i live in illinois like that could impact your all-state team down there oh 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 Oh, bud, I, we should have talked about that. You can't drop a bombshell on me like that. <laughs> we should have talked about hey, that. <laughs> you got to take that up with Rich Schaefer at Division Two. It's That's not my problem. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guys, I've already checked the weather. It will be rainy in that part of the country, and it will be clear <laughs> in Memphis. So, Strick, come on see us, bro. We need you. <laughs> Luke Huntsville did get uh, to run. They originally had three 10Ks scheduled friday looked like a wash so they canceled that and went to 215 k's i mean it's okay we can say it you tried to torpedo this race like you told everybody on the podcast last week it was going (laughs) i have talked to no one but if there was like 40 cars there it's your fault like todd and andy can get on you for that well there wasn't 40 there was a it was a good crowd okay so they can blame that on me if it didn't meet their expectations but (laughs) I said they were waiting to make a decision because of weather, which it was true, so and much, it was very public. It wasn't so much the words as the tone, Big Jed. got to watch the tone. <laughs> you know what? I'd like you to go mute for just a minute. <laughs> Thomas Bell got the win Saturday over Tim Sloan, a couple of hard chargers there, and Sunday Daniel Wiles got the win over a fellow that runs the summer door car shootout every year, Dave Angeli, from up in your part of the country. I guess I can talk about Dave. I just yeah, you to need to talk about Dave. He's okay. Cool. Yeah, no, Team Illinois. Way to go, big Dave. <laughs> and uh, to wrap that up, Luke, I want to give a little shout-out. Props to my cousin, Ricky Pennington. We don't talk about NMCA racing. It just, I guess it really don't fit what we are built around and what we talk about each week. But, you know, as a stock-super stock combo, they compete at those events every time they open the gate. He went up Bowling Green, won that stock super stock combo, which is not an easy class. So congratulations to my cousin, Ricky Pennington. A little special shout out there from the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. He's on fire. It's time for Who's Hot in Sportsman Drag Racing. Secret performance, Who's Hot. Seabrook Performance will be at the Great American Bracket Race and Dream Team Challenge this coming weekend. Be sure to stop by and talk to Luke Seabrook about what Seabrook Performance can do for you and your racing program. They do engine builds, freshen ups, and carb work. Guys, they can handle all of your performance automotive needs. Stop by and see them or learn more at SeabrookPerformance.com. So, Luke, we have a hot driver. I mean, you know, we, we've struggled last week with uh, not a lot of racing, but this week the racing come back and somebody come back really hot in the process. 
Yeah, this week's Who's Hot comes from Pine Valley Raceway and another cool race name, the Spring Chiching. No stranger, I think, to Who's Hot. I believe we had Hunter earlier this year. Hunter Patton is this week's uh, Seabird Performance Who's Hot. He not only won the $10,000 Saturday main event, Super Pro Electronics portion at Pine Valley. He also won No Box the night prior. And doing that in and of itself is accomplishment enough. But the manner in which Hunter went about it, pretty stinking impressive, Big Jed. I know (laughs) off of the top, through a nine-round event, he was no worse than eight on the tree. And the night prior, on the bottom, through however many rounds that took, no worse than 23. Pretty nasty. That is very nasty, very difficult to do. And, uh, I mean, you're talking about a hotbed for great racing, too, in that part of the country and especially in that part of Texas. So, job extremely well done by Hunter Patton. Getting a no-box win on Friday and the 10K Super Pro win on Saturday with a heck of a performance, showing some really good numbers on the time slip. So, great job, Hunter. Congratulations on being this week's Seabird Performance Who's Hot. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available. Subscribe. And you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. The IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular will happen June the 8th through the 10th, and IHRA will bring their new Summit Sportsman Spectacular program to Dragway 42 in West Salem, Ohio. Now, this event will provide a little something for everyone. They have Ironman. They've got big checks for the winners. There'll be round prizes, contingency, golf cart races, racer appreciation cookouts, and more. The main event will be Saturday. It's a $10,000 to win race, while Sunday will pay $5,000. Now, both races allow electronics, but the no-box entries will be kept separate until one car remains. That racer will receive a bonus of $1,000 on Saturday and $500 on Sunday for being the last one standing. If that racer happens to be an IHRA Summit Sportsman Series member, they receive a bonus of an extra $500. Pre-entry, again, is only $150 for the Dragway 42 event, and that will run until May the 28th. Pre-enter now at IHRA.com. What drives you as a racer? Personally, I've had a blast for more than 20 years, challenging myself to see how good I can become. It's an ongoing pursuit that I can assume will never end. This is Bracket Racing Elite is a unique membership community filled with racers just like you and me that share that same goal. And within the community, we push each other in an effort to find the answer to that very question. How good can I be? and to expand the potential answers. How do we do that? Through constant challenges, introspection, interaction, and instruction. Kevin Brandon and I combine to host the group, 
members have direct access to us and get exclusive access to the trainings that we provide. But Elite is so much more than just Kevin and I. It's an incredible group of growth-minded racers who not only challenge themselves, but also challenge and encourage one another. So if you're genuinely interested in seeing just how good you can become within our segment of this awesome sport, I'm confident that This Is Bracket Racing Elite can help you not only realize your potential, but expand it. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com. It's time for The Big Interview on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. All right, guys, we've got a couple of heavy hitters on the phone with us right now. I want to bring them in shortly, but these guys are putting on the Moser Engineering Great American Bracket Race this weekend, along with the Scoggin Dickey Parts Center Race Shop Dream Team Challenge, which is uh, something we've talked a lot about here on the show, and it is about to be on in just a couple of days in Memphis, Tennessee. It is great to have... Uh, Britt Cummings and Galen Rollison on the phone with us, guys. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from y'all, and uh, can't wait to see y'all this weekend. You traveling right now? You're on your way. Yeah, I just stopped at the Love and put five hundred dollars worth of diesel and old motorhome and trailer, and I'm committed <laughs> to going on this race and putting on this race. So I'm headed yeah. there. I'll be there tomorrow, parking cars, and we're going to be racing come Thursday at noon. Heck yeah, it's going to be a lot of racing there in Memphis this weekend. Can't wait to get up there and join you guys uh, Friday. But um, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but it's such an interesting concept that uh, you guys came up with. And I'd like to start at the beginning. Just uh, Galen, why don't you just tell us, brief us on how you guys came up with this idea. Well, well, God, well um, Luke and Jed, it's, kind of, it's definitely a spinoff of y'all's you and jed's um you know the uh all state challenge that y'all did you know um y'all talked about then we went to y'all and y'all gave us the blessing you know to do the all state challenge and we did that and that we know that went pretty well but you know after the race there was a lot of racers that felt that you know they should have been able to represent their state and it felt like they got the short end of the stick so um i went to brit and said look let's give these racers an opportunity to uh know participate in some type of team deal you know and we started spitballing throwing ideas at each other and we came up with the dream team challenge to where a racer is a captain or, or a racer is a captain and he picks his four best racers he can get from no geographical boundaries him plus four others they show up and they race another team another team and you know in the best three out of five and whoever wins goes to the next round and the last man standing gets the pot yeah, I mean, that sums it up very well, Galen. I'm sure that the event is pretty close to your original idea, but were there any changes that you had to put in place? Uh, did you guys think originally that it would be done this way and have to change anything? Or is this pretty much what you come up with uh, when you dreamed up the, the Dream Team Challenge? Um, for the most part, it's basically what we thought of. We know we tweaked it a little bit, you know, at first, we were talking about it's three out of five. So if there's if a team wins the first three, we originally said that if there's a three and out, the two that didn't race that the team that advances, those two have to race the next round. But then we started thinking it. We started saying maybe maybe we're overthinking this. Let's let the teams decide from start to finish who races who. 
So we don't have a hand in it. And uh, I think that's going to work out well. Oh, I'm sure it will. And and Britt, tell us, uh, without getting into the numbers, because I know that's ever-changing, there, there's people, there's breakage, there's things that come up, racers can and can't come. What are we looking like? What what kind of field are we looking like we're going to see, just roughly, in, in Memphis? Uh, roughly on the top book portion, I think we're at a solid 2017. And the book break portion, I think we, after today, we're down to a solid 20 teams for sure. And oh, junior directors wow. were out of solid 14 Virginia cars. That's a pretty strong field, guys, for your first dream team race. That that's, should lend itself to a lot of great racing. Yeah, a bunch of circumstances happened in the last couple of days, and all legitimate stuff and circumstance that kept some teams, team members from coming. You know, we can just throw it to the Topeka rain out. You know, there was a lot of people that had to stay on Monday in Topeka that had to take off on expect day of work that were coming to the Dream Team Challenge weekend. And now, you know, they kind of got messed up, so they kind of had to withdraw. And we're okay with that, which comes to another idea we had in the last couple of days. We're going to have a, uh, if you want to be on a Dream Team, we're going to have a raffle slash draft of anybody that puts their money up or a top four portion or foot break, we'll put the name in a hat. We'll draw out five, and that'll be a team. So cool we can idea. Possibly add, yeah, we can add teams starting tomorrow. Yeah, because obviously you'll have a lot of racers at the event that aren't necessarily uh, committed to specific teams. So that's a cool idea. And to your point earlier, Britt, not only like we spent last week on the show kind of previewing the the top bulb portion of the dream team challenge but as you mentioned a lot of junior dragster teams coming the junior dragster portion wasn't part of the original plan was it you guys added that somewhere along the way correct yeah it took us about uh three three or four weeks that we put out you know the top of the footbreak deal and we had a couple you know Concerned parents want to know why there wasn't juniors. So, again, me and Galen talked about it, and we don't want to leave nobody out. So, we put the question out there who would be interested, and it was a good response. So, we uh, started taking entries for it, and the response was immediate. And in 24 hours, we had 16 teams easy in 24 hours. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, and, and Britt, you and I have talked about it personally. Like, I feel like for the long term of our sport, integrating junior drags to competition into some of these bigger bracket events is something that we need to do. I, I really appreciate and enjoy you guys taking the initiative to do that. Galen, I know that the junior program is a huge part of your King of the Coast events. I think it's really good to see, and I hope it starts to set a precedent for some of these mega events, these high dollar and also prestigious in this day and age, big dollar bracket events to begin reincorporating the junior program. I think that's going to be good for us long-term. I agree, Jed. I mean, uh, Luke, I, I agree. And I think another aspect of that, there's a lot of families that race together and uh, there's a lot of foot breakers. There's a lot of top bubbles out there that have kids with junior dragsters. I think that kind of plays into the family concept, especially, you know, at my KOC series. And we kind of kind of take that a little bit, that family atmosphere and try to tweak it a little bit into our, our great American stuff. So, I mean, I think it's a win-win. It, it paves the way for future racers and it also helps facilitate that the family aspect. Yeah. So, Britt, obviously 
the idea is coming to fruition now and you, you guys are about to put this on and there's still a lot of unknown things for the racers or, or people that are just going to tune in to see how this goes. If you could leave the listener or the racer that's tuning into this show with one thing about this event that you want to make sure they fully understand, what would it be? Number one, this has never been done before, and it brings back camaraderie and the team aspect of drag racing. Yeah, no doubt. It is going to be a different format. And, uh, you know, I know having talked to you guys a little bit off air while we were getting ready to, to go live or go with the recording, that you are, as you said, 100% committed. You're putting this race on. We've got no curfew at Memphis. We've got warm weather. We've got if there were to get a shower or two, we've got great drying equipment, a great staff, bunch of hard workers. You guys are fully committed. I mean, you're all in. This is going to happen. Uh, if somebody thinks they're on the fence, they need to fall on the side of going racing in Memphis. Absolutely, 100%. Like I said, commitment. That's a big word these days is commitment. And me and Galen, that's what we've always been about. Commitment and run what's on the flyer. Yeah, you know, having promoted some races, I, I'm not sure the average racer understands how much of your heart and soul, you and Galen both, and, and your families and everybody that's around you have invested to this point. So they have to know that this is something you guys have dreamed up, you've dreamed about, and you're going to make it happen one way or the other. you got several days a lot of great racing, and you know, the racers are going to benefit by going to Memphis and enjoying this uh, inaugural event. Right, now, I know that you guys are supposed to remain unbiased, like you are the, the race promoters, but you guys have kept up with this and know better than anybody who is converging on Memphis International Raceway this weekend. Uh, I say, I guess, separate question for each of you, whichever one can go first. Is there any specific team in any of the categories, top bulb, foot brake, junior dragster, that maybe jumps out to you or that you think, like, these may not be the biggest names on the list, but, like, this team here is capable of winning this thing? Galen, you take the foot brake portion. Galen, you take the foot brake portion. I'll take top up. Okay, I will say on foot brake. If I had, and you know, this is an unbiased opinion. If I had to put my life on the line, I think that Lucas Walker team is pretty dang stout. Mm, yes, you are correct, sir. <laughs> Any team with Lucas Walker on it is pretty That's stout. Right. Do you have the roster in front of you? Who else is on that team? Charlie Larkhart. Rick Bear. I can't remember the other three. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Bear. Uh, Rick Bear's on it, and there's two others. But just those three guys right there, that's that's an all-star team. Just just those three guys. Those guys, you put their resume on a sheet of paper, you're going to need the front and back of that paper. Yeah, I don't know who the other two are, but if we tried to put together a sportsman drag racing podcast team, I'm pretty sure we would be 0 for 3 against that group, and it'd be 0 for <laughs> So <laughs> I'm 0 for way more than 3 against that group. Yeah, Josh Epperson, I think, is part of that group. Yeah, yeah. I remember right. Original, originally, Nick Hastings was part of that group. So, that I mean, they, that team was really solid now. But, you know, but they're still good. But, you know, I mean, that is a – all the footbreak teams are really good because no one's going to put up, you know, that little – that put the money up, not going there with confidence, thinking their team's going to win. But the Walker team is, you know, that's, that's a solid group of five racers right there. 
Yeah, any team uh, anchored by Lucas Walker has a chance to win if he just had to run all the runs. Um, <laughs> but he has surrounded himself with uh, some extremely talented bottom ball bracers. So that team is going to be strong, Galen. I think you made a really good pick right there. So, Britt, moving over to the top bulb side. I mean, it's a good pick, but it sounds chalky to me. I don't think Britt's <laughs> going chalk. Where's Britt going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Okay, I'm, I'm going to give my foot break opinion. If fans vote alone from what I've seen on Facebook and the people's champ, the team that Rodney Fincham is on, I think that's who's going to win. We're going to have a Hot Rod Fincham appearance this weekend? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I mean, I cannot wait to meet that guy. So that, that's going to be my pick is the Fincham team. And I will go for the top of I could be – go with the big names, this and that and the other. You know, the who's hot, the Chris and Corey Galetti team, they seem like they've been in the final everywhere they've gone. But uh, I'm going to step back and I'm going to side with Luke on the team from Tennessee right there in Millington, necessary, and that's Buddy and Jason Farrell's team. Yeah, good pick that's- there, Buddy for real. He, he <laughs> owns some electricity in uh, at Memphis International Raceway. That team's going to be a handful, without question. All right, so we've tiptoed around it to this point, guys. Oh, Galen, as much as we appreciate your input here, like what we really want to talk about is rounds two through potentially five. Rick Cummings, Johnny Ezell. Rick, can you give us any insight as to what's coming this week? All I can tell you is I ain't got nothing to do with that. They don't. That's, that's between them. So I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just gonna sit back and pop my popcorn and watch this play out. Good call, Galen. <laughs> well, just just to let you know, it is gonna happen round two. It's gonna be on Friday, and if I have my choice, we're gonna run it Friday morning about six fifteen. <laughs> he'll just be getting in the bed <laughs> exactly so if i have my choice anything to do it we're gonna start off friday morning at 6 15 with round two but that's likely not gonna happen stock eliminator to the lanes stock stock to the yeah, lanes. yeah 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 i mean i can start warming up at 6 15 it don't matter to me i can warm it up right beside his trailer too and then, luke you know i've done that before <laughs> according to i mean i, I wish they had a the sports betting deal was going on now because I, I mean, I would love to play some bet on myself because the odds have to be phenomenal for me to win, you know. According to the Facebook world, according to the Facebook uh, podcast listeners, I don't have a chance. Now, we and, even teased that up for you last week, Big Britt. We set it up. You're going to be like the Cinderella story here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all, I did listen to the podcast last week and, and I got a little bit ass hurt about it to begin with. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh, you know, but I thought about it. I said, you know, it, sometimes that might be my getaway is to get in the car three more, three times and get away from all the, uh, the goings on of promoting the race. Somebody you know, that said that. Quiet, that. Somebody said that on the time. podcast, Britt. Some, that, somebody mentioned right. that on the podcast that you might have, you know, all these people coming at you and all this stuff happening. You might have some frustrations that you need to take out on that button. And uh, I like your chances coming out of the promoter side, being all fired up and ready to go. Yeah. It, no, like I said, I'm not supposed to win, so I have nothing to lose. 
y'all seen that Farmers commercial, Farmers Insurance commercial? I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> well, anybody that's you doubting know, you better check your resume a little better. I think Johnny has some everything to lose because, you know, it's kind of like in sports, you know, the hardest games to win are the ones you're supposed to win. Yeah, I know, Galen. Yeah, that's so true. But the only thing is, Johnny don't care. Because he don't care. Johnny don't care. He couldn't care less about what's supposed to happen. <laughs> he just, he yeah. going to go out there yeah. with that wild hair, and he just yeah, going to get after and, and going against everything that I put out there, my persona and all that, I don't really care either. You know, I've beat Johnny before. He's beat me before. I think I've beat him more than he's beat me. Just saying. Uh, so it's going to be what it's going to be. Guess what? I've got an envelope with five thousand dollars sitting here, sitting here next to me. If uh, if I lose, I'll be gracious to hand it right on over to him, and then hopefully he'll buy me a six pack or something with it. <laughs> you know, I got so caught up in all the talk, I forgot about the wager. You guys got five grand on the line here. Yeah, uh, I kind of overloaded my behind. You know, I, I, I said five hundred to run, five hundred her win. So I said the most people cost me is fifteen hundred. Well, you know, Johnny he shot it out there at five thousand and me being the old guy I am, I shot off the mouth and said, No problem, got it covered. <laughs> so I've been picking up cans since since Bell Rose when he went one oh on me. I've been picking on the side road picking up cans, getting my aluminum and cashing it in and I've got my money here with me. I don't uh, I don't like us dragging that one oh record from Bell Rose to Memphis. I'd like to wipe the, the slate clean, but I'm sure he's not in favor of that. Being yeah, up. Johnny might take exception to that. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah probably I mean, would, he probably would for, he probably would for 5000 <laughs> Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, guess what? It's all going to be okay. I really think that I'm going to come out of victor in this. I don't think he can beat me. I didn't think he could beat me the first time. I wouldn't have put 5000 up if I thought he could beat me. We need to do weigh-ins, Britt. Have weigh-ins like on UFC the night before. Have a big weigh-in. Can we do like a whole combine? Can you guys, can you guys do like a shuttle run or something for us? Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, I'm going to leave that running stuff to Big Jed on his basketball team. I run about as much as I picture Big Jed running in the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something better be chasing me if I'm going to be running. Ain't no doubt about yeah. that. Uh, we're not telling you guys anything new. You guys are both seasoned podcast veterans. You've both been on before, which actually is pretty unique. I don't, Big J, I think Peter and Kyle have been on twice. I don't think we've had any other guests on here multiple times. So probably right. But you guys know how we like to conclude these things with a little bit of rapid fire, and this is going to be unique because we don't usually have four-person interviews. But we've got a little bit teed up for both of you if you're up for it. I'm in. I'm up for it. All right, Britt. I don't, I don't, I honestly, I say this with no idea of what the answer is going to be because this could have been last week and this could have never happened. I don't really know. But when was your last good fight with your brother? There was only one fight. And let me think about the timeline of this. He was still living at home with mom and dad. So that was, <laughs> I'm going to say it was probably 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago. Hmm. Well, uh, we don't do follow-up questions, but who won? <laughs> well, I got my lick in, and uh, 
it, I was back when he weighed like 300, and uh, I knew I could outrun him. I got my one good lick in, and I just took off. <laughs> and it was inside, it was inside Mama's house, and they happened to have a sheetrock guy in there putting putting up sheetrock, and he just packed all his stuff up and went home. Didn't come back to the next day. <laughs> I don't blame him. All right, Galen, uh, you've been known to hit the gym uh, about 71 times a week. What is your favorite workout song? What really amps you up? Anything from um, Lincoln Park. If you put some Lincoln Park on, I'm in. Okay. Uh, Galen, along those lines, more fun to hang out with at the bar, a group of racers or a group of bodybuilders? group of racers, man, because they come from – I mean, they're just funny. They're just – Racers are racers are racers, and just just listening to racer stories is great. You get out with a bunch of uh, meatheads, you you don't, you don't get a whole lot of uh, out of them, other than I pick up stuff and put it down. Yeah, and us bodybuilders, we take care of ourselves in the bar. We don't really <laughs> like to go overboard. So, what what was y'all yeah. laughing at, <laughs> Britt? Where are you eating in Memphis? Gus's fried chicken every day. That's what I'm talking about right there. Get me a box. Air day, Airy day, 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Britt, I'm going to tee you up a little bit here. If Johnny Zell wasn't racing, he would be? I guess he'd be a blacksmith. <laughs> okay. Is there more explanation to that, or are we just going to leave it there? Well, I mean, he looks like he, he looks and dresses like he's from the 1880s and 90s, so, I mean, I can picture him <laughs> shoeing horses. No, he does do pretty pretty decent metal work. Yeah, he is good at the metal work. All right. (laughs) Well, guys, we're very much looking forward to participating in in such an innovative idea. You know, we're looking forward to seeing it all play out and who is the ultimate dream team champions. And that's all going to happen Saturday, but that ain't all that's happening. There is, uh, you got warm-up races on Thursday. What's the purse there? $4,000. All right. And is that, you got both classes competing on Thursday? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Galen made me aware of that. I, I, I missed that on the but Galen can take that one up. Okay. Yeah, we have yeah. top bulb. We have a, we have a top bulb gamblers, and we all and we have a foot break gamblers that are, are, are separate deals. All right. And so, out, uh, around four or five-ish. Yeah, so and then Friday, Sunday, and Monday, it's 10,000, 20,000, 10,000 on the top, mm-hmm. and on the bottom is 5, 10, and 5. Did I remember that right? That is correct. correct. Spot on. 5, 10, and 5. Huge purses around the Dream Team. You don't have to be in the Dream Team to come race in Memphis at this awesome event. So, want people to know that. Come see something special. Yeah, as Galen, as Britt mentioned earlier, you might even get picked up on a dream team and get to compete. So something for everybody here and people need to be at this race, support it. It's going to be a great time. And, and we can't thank you guys enough for coming on and chatting with us a little bit, telling us more about the event and just putting it on in general. We look forward to participating. Big Jed, well, Big Jed and Luke, if I could interject one time, I'm going to take a step back if when we were at the Great American Race. And Jed, I vividly remember when Team Alabama for the All-State Challenge was getting down to the nitty-gritty, and you were under the tower just hyping bones up. I love that, man, and I want to see that again. I want to see when lights come on and see teams jump in the air or getting people hyped up because 
that, that's something I'll always remember is you up under the tower just in Bones' ear. Get them, Bones. Get them, Bones. You got this. Galen, I've been racing a long time. It's hard to get me excited about watching bracket cars go down the racetrack. No offense to anybody. I was jacked. And Team Bad Guys is coming in there strong, ready to get after everybody that shows up. And I love my teammates. And I can't wait to get out there and compete with them. This is going to be a blast. Yeah, well, I agree. We appreciate y'all having us on the show. Y'all done a phenomenal job leading up to the race. We very much appreciate y'all paying attention to what we're doing. Oh, man, we're looking forward to being there. As, as I mentioned on the show last week, I'm as excited for this race as I've been for anything in a long time. Just the, the team atmosphere and especially being there myself surrounded by our team elite. Like, this is going to be really cool. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I thank you guys for coming up with creative idea like this. And then not just the idea portion, but the follow through of what I know is going to be an excellent race. So uh, certainly on behalf of team elite, uh, looking forward to this weekend, guys. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, thank y'all, and see y'all in a couple days. All right. Safe travels, guys. See you soon. All right. Thanks. I'll take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Honey, where are we racing next week? It's time to discuss next week's major events, news, updates, releases, and announcements. It's What's on Tap. All right, Luke, we've got a lot of stuff on tap uh, for this coming weekend. It is uh, obviously Memorial Day weekend. A lot of great races out there to talk about. One that's not happening this weekend, but I'm uh, personally very close to that I want to mention is the BT World Foot Brake Challenge uh, presented by our great friends at uh, UConn Gear and Axle. The pre-entry deadline is coming up June the 5th. So basically, we're about two weeks away from that. Just want to give any listeners that's interested a little heads up there. $350 gets you entered, and you're racing for three tens with great round money, great round prizes. We got a lot of stuff going on there in Bristol. You can find us at worldfootbreakchallenge.com. But uh, new for this year, if you pre-enter at $350, you can buy a second entry at the gate for the same price. We have not had that policy in years past, but uh, we decided to make that change this year. So try to help the racers a little bit, save a few more bucks, and uh, they can get that second one if they want it at the gate. But that pre-entry uh, deadline, again, is coming up June the 5th, and 350 gets you in. You can enter at worldfootbreakchallenge.com or go to the flyer and call either of the phone numbers on there. And um, hope to see a lot of great racers there in Bristol coming up uh, in July. Uh, speaking of great footbreak racing, Definitely sad to report that the Money Tree Footbrake Triple 20s at Elk Creek Dragway put on by my friend Kevin Pollard had to be canceled this weekend. Refunds will be issued. Couldn't find a good date to fit that race in. Extremely high chance for rain up in that part of the country there in Virginia at Elk Creek. And uh, just, man, just couldn't make it make sense. A lot of people having to travel a long way, spend a lot of money. And uh, Kevin just didn't want to come up short of expectations there. And for good reason, he had to cancel that race. But if you were entered in that event, you will get a full refund from Kevin Pollard. Rest assured of that. Stand-up guy. And hate to see that they had to cancel that one, Luke. Yeah, um, despite that 
rain out or cancellation in uh, Virginia, Big Jed, we're not going to have any shortage of things to talk about next week. I guess mm-hmm. that's to be expected. Memorial Day weekend, classically a big weekend of bracket competition across the country. Uh, I know our local track has a five grander. I feel like just about every track in the country has something big going on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, a couple of those that stood out that uh, we'll feature here and again, try to follow up with next week. Way out west, Big Jet, out in Fontana, the West Coast Classic. That's our boys, uh, Chris Forsyth, and I think Sean Langdon told us when he was on the show that he has a hand in this race. Yep, thanks, Sean's helping out. They uh, bring that to Fontana this weekend. I know there's a $5,000 to win warm-up race Friday, a couple of 10s over the weekend, plus some big dollar, like 64-car shootouts. I believe it's 20 grand on the top, 10 grand on the bottom. Um, so we'll do our best to uh, cover all the news that is news from Fontana next week. Yeah. In addition, more in the middle part of the country, Big Jed, the, certainly the richest, probably the biggest event. I don't know. The Dream Team's really big, too going on this weekend is the midwest bracket nationals that's another of these huge events presented by our friends at sfg promotions and this one is nothing short of just a little warm-up race for 50 grand friday (laughs) a little cool down for 50 grand on sunday those bookend a 125 thousand dollar to win main event big jet i'm going to put you on the spot SFG's got an entry list up. Looks like this one's a full field. I think they've got the full 500 committed at Martin. Did you get a chance to look it over? Have you got a gut feeling? Who are you going with for the big $125,000 to win main event purse? Uh, Luke, the race is in Michigan. I did not look at the entry list, nor do I feel that I have to. Anything in that part of the country, especially in his home state, one or more of these races will be won by Roy St. Dennis in that Black Thunderbird. So, Roy, good luck to you, and congratulations for being my top pick. Confidence from Big Jed yeah, there. That's a little no swagger. A little no swagger in that pick. All right. Uh, <laughs> similarly, you, I'll take uh, – I spent all of uh, about 10 seconds looking at the entry list. Similar to you, I was like, well – Who's there that always does good in that part of the country? I will go Randy Schuer as my pick to the $125,000 main event. We talked with Britton Galen earlier. Obviously, Big Jed, you and I will be in Memphis along with Mm -hmm. our respective teams at the Scoggin Dickey Performance Center Race Shop dream team challenge that's going to be awesome that's going to be a lot of fun those of you yeah. that can't make it be sure you're watching on the live feed lots of different reasons to watch uh, obviously the dream team main event the brit and johnny showdown the culmination of that plus big dollar action every day from thursday through monday uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun there i'm sure that that will be the main topic of conversation a week from now. Our friends at the IHRA host a Sportsman Spectacular this weekend. Those have been plagued by bad weather thus far, but it looks like we're going to have one this weekend in Darlington, South Carolina, at Darlington Dragway. So we'll do our best to cover that as well. Yeah, Luke, uh, that's uh, good to see the IHRA uh, getting a, another event off there. That's um, that's a great format, but as you said, they've been dealt some pretty rough blows by the weather. Hopefully, this one happens uh, as expected and planned. The pocket change jackpot up at ATCO in ATCO, New Jersey will happen. I think that was a couple of $7,500 to win races. Um I said that like it's chump change or something, but that's some darn good racing, and Folks at ATCO will get to enjoy that. NHRA Division One Lucas Oil Series will go to Maple Grove Raceway in Reading, Pennsylvania. 
Uh, not sure how many uh, events this is for the Division One guys, but they'll get squared up at Maple Grove at the Lucas Oil Divisional and the NHRA Sports Nationals. Very popular event at Beach Bend Raceway Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So, Luke, as I look across the, the list of races that we talked about here, it's something all over the country. A lot of great racing. I'm sure we missed a ton of it as well. So, good luck to everybody that's uh, going to be competing out there be smart be safe on memorial day weekend and um lots of wind lights we wish you yeah i think this is one of the few podcasts in recent memory that we actually stuck to our hour-long show target it might even be a little bit short this week we'll blow that out of the water next week i can already tell we're gonna have way too much to talk about plus i doubt we'll have a guest next week but we've got jj on right jj's top 10 Oh, JJ's top 10 next week. Well, I didn't even realize that's happening. So, uh, JJ, I need to get with him. He graduated sixth grade today. Very proud of that young man for getting a few awards and uh, picking up some hardware for his shelf. Uh, so, looking forward to having JJ on next week as well as I'd let that slip by me a little bit. Fantastic. Congrats, JJ. Yeah, it was awesome. So that wraps us up, guys. This episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast is coming to a close. It was a fun one. I want to say thanks to Britt Cummings and Galen Rollison for joining us and talking about their uh, Dream Team Challenge and Moser uh, Great American Bracket Race coming up this weekend. Thanks to the great sponsors that bring this show to you. They just continue to show support for us, and we're very thankful. We talked about Seabrook Performance is going to be at the Dream Team Race, so if you're there, be sure to stop by and talk to Luke and uh, let him talk to you about what he can do to help your racing program that that guy's on top of things and uh, we certainly appreciate his support here on the podcast the ihra summit sportsman spectacular which again we talked about is going to be in darlington this weekend we thank those folks for their support and this is bracket racing elite which will be well represented at the dream team challenge uh, as luke you will be the the anchor there and uh, you bringing a good team so thank you guys for the support as well and i wish y'all a lot of luck unless team bad guys are opposite of you fair enough fair enough it's that time of show shout out time i've (laughs) I've done a little bit better job this week jed i've tried to keep up with this as we go okay i I started off where else shout out cole castile shout out crosby (laughs) north dakota gotta get that out of the way a little bit more serious this week shout out to steve collier and steve's family Put a scare into a lot of us yesterday. Glad to see that you're obviously in some pain, but you're going to get through this and and, and be fine long term. So that's the main thing. All right, let's see, let's see. Shout out to Gus's Fried Chicken. We'll see. I mean, we are taking sponsorships. We are willing to do trade-outs on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast if anyone from Gus's is listening uh, or anyone familiar with Gus's. On behalf of Britt Cummings, I would like to personally shout out any and all Ass Hurt listeners. Shout out to you guys. I shout love out, this part of the show. Shout out to all of our Top Alcohol Dragster fans on the show. Yeah. I know you guys are just coming out of the woodwork now. I'm sure you've been listening to 78 episodes of the show, waiting for us to talk about Top Alcohol Dragster. It's here. You're welcome. Similarly, shout out to fans of the NMCA. Jed got that in there. So I know <laughs> I know we've got literally dozens of you that, that follow the NMCA. So that's cool. Thanks, guys. Shout out to Lester Johnson. Shout out also to Lester Lester Atkins. And, and on again, lastly, on behalf of Brit, I want to shout out blacksmiths everywhere. It's, a, it's an incredible <laughs> profession. Yeah, I, I should have had you put this in the notes too. We shout out Clay Milliken. 
get yeah. win number two. We're going to see Clay this weekend. He's going to come up and give us a big old hug and a handshake. So, guys. Clay might have Wally with him at Memphis. Yeah, he may, he may very well. Guys, be sure to tell us what you think about the show, good or bad. We need to hear it. If we're, if we're getting on your nerves or something we're doing or saying, let us know. But if you're liking something, let us know that, too. You can send us a message on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page. Uh, or you can uh, at us on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I, and I am at JP11X. We would love to hear from you, good, bad, or indifferent. Send us a message and just let us know you're out there. And uh, that's it. Happy racing. Be safe. Be smart. Don't do anything crazy this weekend. Enjoy your time wherever you're spending it. And we will definitely look forward to talking to you all next week. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get it in. Attitude like I am already winning in. Foot breaking in anything. Bottom bobbing for a 10. I'm rolling in the cutty, switching feet like Jerry Pennington. I was in my truck. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.